Welcome. This is the first of what will be a regular podcast on the theme of shamanism, and a few other deviations that uh, go off from that subject. My name is Nicholas Breezewood. I live in Pembrokeshire in West Wales, and as this is the first of uh, the series of podcasts, I think it would be quite nice to do a little bit about who I am and introduce myself. Um, I live in a very small village, a hamlet really, uh, by the name of Abakich, which means the end of the river, the, uh, well, the end of the river Keich. Um, it's a very magical valley, it's right on the borders of Pembrokeshire, between Pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire and Ceredigion and uh, its uh, river flows down a long valley of about eight miles thereabouts until it reaches another river which is the River Tyvee which is just down the road from where I live and then the River Tyvee enters into the sea at Cardigan, Abba Tyvee. The Keech Valley is a very magical place in the very ancient Welsh epic story the Mabinogion the, uh, the the valley is the entrance to fairyland. It's the entrance to the other world. And there are supposedly many portals and uh, strange entrances to other realms in this valley. There's also a legend of a cave at the top end of the valley in which knights sleep, very much like the Arthurian legend. Knights sleep who are waiting to be needed to defend this place against invasion. So it's a good place to live. It's a very otherworldly place to live and the whole area around here has still got quite a lot of the old fairy faith, the folk tradition of working with the little people. I've been involved in shamanism I suppose for about uh, 25 years thereabouts but I guess I'd been doing it all my life really. It felt very appropriate to me when I was a teenager to do ceremonies to the four directions. It was all kind of done on instinct. I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of made it up as I went along and then subsequently discovered that really what I was doing was pretty much the stuff that I should have been doing, um, kind of fairly traditional in many ways. I'm 47 now, nearly 48 in fact. I'm the co-editor of Sacred Hoop magazine, which is an international magazine on shamanism. Uh, I co-edit that with my partner Jan Morganwood, the painter. And uh, you can discover things about the Sacred Hoop magazine if you wish to by visiting the Sacred Hoop website, which is sacredhoop.org. Incidentally, my own website is nicholaswood.net. I'm fairly well known as a craftsperson in the UK and uh, outside of the UK too. I've been making medicine objects for people for a long time. I do a lot of beadwork, I make drums, I make rattles, um, I teach workshops on the subject and uh, most of the stuff that I do is very much based on Native American traditional objects. I've been extremely lucky uh, my life to have uh, been able to look at very closely uh, original 19th and early 20th century Native American craft objects. I've been able to handle these things and see how they're constructed and get a real feel for them in my hand and that, that is uh, something I'm extremely grateful about because it's inspired me very much as a craftsperson. 
Now, saying that, saying that I, I make a lot of sort of Native American-inspired things, uh, my shamanic practice is in part Native American-based and is in part Mongolian-based and is in part Tibetan-based. And I'm also a Tibetan Buddhist in the uh, Nyingmapa tradition. I live here. I live in an incredibly beautiful place. It's, for me, an extremely special place, the county of Pembrokeshire. It's a very ancient place. The whole of the landscape is scattered with ancient sacred sites, stone circles, standing stones, cromlechs, four, five thousand years old. It's very ancient. It's a very magical and inspirational place. For those of you who don't know Pembrokeshire at all, it's very much a peninsula. It sticks out into the little bit of the uh, ocean. Well, it's the Atlantic Ocean, really. It sticks out into the, the little bit of sea that's underneath Ireland. So there's quite a lot of dramatic scenery here. There are mountains which are not very high on the scale of things. They're called the Priscelli Mountains. I live in the foothills of those. And I guess if you imagine mountains, you're going to imagine great big peaks. These aren't great big peaks, but they're still mountains and they're very magical. Uh, they're in fact where the blue stones from Stonehenge come from. And uh, there are some theories that Stonehenge was actually a recreation of much earlier sacred sites from this part of the world. Now, although I'm involved in all of those different traditions, um, I feel that it's important to say that I live here on this land in Pembrokeshire, in Britain, and I consider myself to be working with the spirits here and the energies here. Uh, my attitude is, and always has been, that, uh, and some people may disagree with this, but I consider that the traditions of Britain really don't very much exist anymore. Okay, there are pagan ways, there are druidic ways, but most of these ways are reconstructions, either from the 18th or 19th century. And so, they have never spoken to me, they have never really enthralled me made me want to explore them. I'm sure there are other ancient traditions that still lie around in Britain, but those ways are very hard to find, and the people who keep those traditions keep them extremely close to their chest. I remember some years ago, Jan and I were, were looking at the possibility of uh, forming a medicine community, a shamanic community, uh, with one of our teachers at the time, uh, uh, a dear friend called Leo Rutherford. And we were looking at farms in Mid Wales, uh, 50 or 60 miles north of where I am now. And we came to this one farm that we were looking at, and we had all the estate agents' uh, particulars about it. And we're talking to the farmer, and he bundled us into the back of his Land Rover, and he was taking us across these sort of rolling hills and showing us all the land. And we came back to the farmhouse and went into the farmyard and he decided that it was time to show us the barn. So we went up into the uh, the loft above one of the barns, an old, old building, I remember. And there was a central wooden pillar supporting the roof. And nailed to the pillar was a dead hare. 
It was just skin and bones, literally. You could see the bones sticking out of the fur. And me being me, I kind of took a bit of an interest in this. And, uh, you know, I looked at it for a little while and then the farmer was telling us about the storage capacity and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And um, I sort of quietly said to him, uh, what's that then? And he sort of uh, said, oh, nothing. Just something the kids did. Kind of, you know, come on, let's go and look at the other barn. And we were ushered out of there as fast as you can possibly imagine. Those ways continue. They are there. This was only a few years ago. But finding someone who will talk to you about it is very difficult. So my traditional ways, if you like, have always been to work with the land here, to work with the spirits here, and to be taught by people who work with the spirits and the land in their own ways. I have no wish to be a Native American. I am not a Native American. My DNA is not Native American. My DNA is mostly Welsh. The The middle part of my name, Breeze, is an uh, anglicised Welsh family name, which is Apris which is uh, Welsh for Ap is son of, and Rhys is prince or royalty. That's my Welsh family name on my mother's side. Um, the Native American teachers and the other teachers that I've worked with very much have taken the attitude of, you guys, you had these teachings, you had these ways, you threw them away, you lost them. We're giving them back. And that's the way it is for me. I have not been to America. I've been to Panama. That's the closest I've been. I don't feel any need to go and work in Monument Valley or in the Black Hills or wherever because I live here. What I'm going to be talking about in these podcasts is the way that I work in these lands.